vacation today. We actually showed up to your office instead of you coming to my office because I wanted you to feel more like at home. So do you feel comfortable? Oh, yeah, I'm comfortable. Okay. I'm, I'm comfortable where I'm at. Well, today. good. My chairs that in my office are like short, fluffy chairs, and I couldn't really see you in that chair. So that's why we're here. Okay, uh, sure. Also, I invited Dad to be on the podcast because, you know, y'all lived a lot of life before I was ever in the picture. I thought he could maybe bring up some some more Uncle Sci facts than I know. And then, of course, Christian's in, and you just laughed hysterically at well, how he good. looks in headphones. Well, <laughs> so he's already getting bullied. He's already like, why am I here? So let me translate that about our office. It's really clean, and so you're out. <laughs> she was scared you would mess it up. So when she says your office, which is the duck, which is not even his office, he's rarely here. Oh, I was always in charge here, son. You just didn't ever know it. You were in charge? Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, he's shoot. already starting. He's already starting. This is why I wanted you two here. But I have to ask you the question that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast. Are you ready for this? You probably don't know this because you've never listened to my podcast, have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> so with that being said, I probably no, I'm not ready for this. All right, get ready. It is, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? You can think about it. That would be because when I was out, when the show was going on full blast, I got asked that every time right before we left. And I would always tell them, you know, learn to laugh at yourself, okay? Don't don't take everything so serious. That's Life so is too short, okay? And we live in a mean and cruel world. Yeah, that's that's good. I'm actually really shocked. You were prepared for that. Well, I actually wanted to ask you about that anyways because everybody thinks that you're hilarious because you are hilarious. But the main question I get asked, especially in the height of the show, is the question, is Uncle Cy really that crazy? To which I always say, yes, you're crazier <laughs> in person because the show only shows 22 minutes, but you're like this 24-7. So how do you learn to laugh at yourself? Were you and Poe Phil always just crazy as you are now? Well, uh, like I said, okay. I had uh, four brothers and two sisters, okay? And growing up, to say I had an identity crisis is an understatement. Because hmm. in school and everything I did, okay, the reply was always, well, Jimmy Frank wouldn't have done it that way or Judy wouldn't have done it that way. Hmm. You know, and I was going, hey, I'm not Jimmy Frank. I'm not Judy. That's so, good. you know, but everybody takes uh, everybody takes everything too serious. That's true. That's okay? true. It, look, worry, and like if you take everything too serious, that's worry. Yeah. Like he's a businessman; he worries <laughs> too much. Okay, but on his good side, okay, he's the biggest prankster in our in the Robertson family. It's true. No, oh, for sure. Hey, okay. first off, I don't worry. The yeah, only thing do. that worried me about business was you were part of my business, <laughs> well, which kind of worried me. That's worry. Right. Okay, Having but, to depend on you, it was a little worrisome. Hey, I've always been dependable. <laughs> That's why I feel when I, the, all the other people that down there at Duck Commander when we was at Phil's house, I'd be over there sleeping after we had a big meal from Miss K, and everybody else would go to work. 
And he would just say, hey, leave him alone. Or, do you need some reads? And they'd say, no. And I said, hey, he's doing his job. Leave him alone. <laughs> I was actually just telling Christian, uh, we were talking about memories that I have with you. And I was talking about how before the show even, I remember we'd be down there at Memo K and Pebble Fields when Duck Commander was down there. And every single afternoon after lunch, you really would take a nap. Oh, oh no. And what you don't know, though, is me, Reed, Cole, and Jelly would hide behind Memo K's kitchen table and wait for you to wake up because 99% of the time you had gas when you woke up. <laughs> and we would wait for you. Uh, <laughs> that's a true story that's a true story the one time when you was little we he had a poker game i showed up early and i'm dealing the cards out for yeah. all five people you're watching and i'm talking to all five of them <laughs> I remember you, that. You, you asked mom and dad tell me what's wrong with uncle si he's in there and he dealt five hands and he's saying hey it's your bit or fold. Do whatever you're going to do, but do it now. <laughs> well, first of all, no, you show up at the house. Nobody was there except for me and my babysitter. And we thought somebody broke in the house. And we were like, oh, my gosh, somebody's in the house. We can hear them talking in there. And so we sneak around the corner and we look in and it's you. And you're dealing five hands out to yourself. And you're saying, I fold, Jack. And we're like, what is happening? <laughs> I so like how Sadie is... Uh... I like the advice that he gave. Learn to laugh at yourself. Like like you had to learn that side. I mean, that has to be natural, right? For you to laugh at yourself because, I mean, Probably with me. No, no, probably with me. No, I would say it had to do because, like I said, okay, I really did have an identity crisis because <clears throat> nobody would say, hey, uh, Sal, what about it? You know, it was always, uh, hey, Tommy wouldn't do that. You know, especially with the teachers, okay? You got to understand, the teachers at the high school taught my whole family, okay? Jimmy Frank, Harold, Judy, Tommy, Phil, and then me. And it was always, I always, it was, well, good grief, so-and-so wouldn't do that. And I'm going, hey, I ain't so-and-so, dummy. Yeah. Well, but uh, yeah. but your other siblings are really smart. So maybe. Well, hey, maybe. Look at <laughs> Don't go there, dummy. <laughs> dummy. <laughs> Maybe it was the teacher okay. just going like, hey. look, your, your yeah. siblings are really... Hey, like I'll put it this way. <laughs> They're educated idiots, okay, just like you are. Okay? Just because they got a piece of paper, okay, saying they're smart... Don't mean doodly smart, right. Jack. Cause you, you didn't get that paper, did you? No. <laughs> Look, it took me it took me about three days going to college to figure out, okay, that they're they're wasting six years or eight years of your life just to hand you a piece of paper and then when you go get a job, here's the first thing out of the guys that's interviewing you. Oh, I'm sorry, we can't use you. You're too educated. Is that what you thought? No, it ain't what I thought. <laughs> I had friends, okay, your friends, and some older ones, okay. They had degrees, and guess where they was working? They had a BA and a master's degree, and I said, hey, where you do, what are you doing now? He said, I'm down at uh, McDonald's flipping hamburgers, but I'm going to work my way up to be a manager. <laughs> you know, so I looked and said, wait a minute, why would I waste four years of my life just for some idiot that's got a piece of paper, to tell me, oh, you're too educated. I can't hire you. Uh, 
Well, Si, you, you may have should have talked to other people besides that one person. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, there was more than one. Okay, but hey, look here. What, hey, it hey, all worked out. It works out because, hey, guess who runs this country? It ain't the educated idiots. Okay, it's the ordinary common man that's down there and getting the job done. Hey, well, hey, period. Okay. Right. That's what makes this world done. turn, boy. You, you are running hey. this country. Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Sadie, were you going to ask me my advice again? Or was that just for Sai? That was just for Sai, but do you want to Well, share? yeah, because I was really panicked you were going to ask oh. me. Because if you've been on the show more than once if you get the same question so i actually went back and listened to the first one <laughs> i did to see what advice i gave so yeah he's done I was like, research yeah i did research so but i wanted to give another i've got another piece of good advice if i get invited back um, <laughs> and i'm going to use that one well but, you can you, so you're not you can answer it, it now no, I don't want to share that one. I'm going to save that one. Oh, save I'm just, that one. Like oh, I'm just, had me on I'm it, just No, no, dying. but I have another. No, I'm just dying to figure out what you're going to say. You, you won't, you won't Let me know. One. I'm going to give you another piece of advice that was given to me. <laughs> so when I take over Duck Commander, so I'm the new boss, and I'm looking at payroll, and I'm, you know, we got to cut. Like, like, we're not making enough money. And so I look down there, and size on the payroll. Well, I, I. I was trying to figure out who do we keep, who keeps going. <laughs> so I've got uh, Sai, who basically sleeps on the couch for 
four hours every day at work, which is we're working in the house, right? And I thought, look, well, you know, I hate to be the CEO side of it. Yeah, I got to, I got to trim the, I got to trim the fat or lack thereof. And so I go to Phil and I say, Phil, we need to let Cy go. Like, I mean, I just the word, the productivity's not there. And Phil gives me this advice. He said, leave Cy alone. Uh, he makes the reads when he's awake and nobody else wants to make the reads. So just leave him alone. He'll be fine. I'm like, Oh man. Okay. We'll keep Cy. But then as it turns out, when the show that happens, the when Doug Dynasty, Cy's still son. there, everybody gets to meet Cy. Had oh, I shoot. done what I was going to do, Cy, you would have been, you wouldn't even been a duck commander. It's true. And so the one of the best pieces of advice I got was to leave Cy leave alone. Cy. You never know that 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 jewel that's right there. You may overlook a it, diamond, and a we have no idea, Cy. You Voila. were you were a diamond in the real that's rough, right. like really yeah. rough. Hey, now that rough. is crazy to think about, and that is good advice. So on that note, did you ever, ever, ever think in your life that you would be as famous as you became? No. No. I mean, and, and for you, I mean, obviously you can say it to yourself too, but would you have ever thought that Uncle Cy would be as no. famous? <laughs> not, no, I, I, not it. That wouldn't even enter his mind. Okay. I'll tell you. So, listen, so here's how the story goes. So I end up keeping Cy on. And it wasn't because it, it wasn't anything personal, Cy. just we didn't have any money. And so then I start making uh, a TV show. Like we're still doing the video. So I'm having a video but I thought, we can't video Cy. Like, he's too awkward. Nobody's going to get it. And so I was filming around him. So we'd be in the duck blind, and I would just film around Cy. Oh, no, no. I was always camera shy because when you pointed at my face. Well, you wouldn't say anything. Well, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Right. He was like, uh, you like the turtle. I mean, the the frog on uh, uh, Tom and Jerry. You know, no. that would, every time the spotlight hits him, no. he just would why, croak. Why were you so nervous? Huh. It was say it was say you didn't understand, okay. Nobody had brought out the green stuff. Oh yet. my god! Okay. I was paying you green stuff. Yeah, to but sleep. you was paying me peanuts, son. Hey, <laughs> nobody was paying me what I was worth. Okay? Well, they, uh, now I'm starting to see hey. the McDonald's thing coming oh, no, no, back. No, nobody no. would pay you what you were That's worth. That's right. That's right. That's why I didn't flip hamburgers. Okay? Well, I mean, I was trying to get you to audition. You wouldn't say anything. And so it wasn't until I put right. a hidden camera on the table and I covered it up and we were watching the footage and you just come to life. I'm like, that's the guy. And I had a hidden camera and wow. we ran it. We, we, we showed the footage of you I know, see, and saying I didn't, you killed I didn't even, everything. I didn't even know it. I wouldn't have done that. I know. Okay. That's crazy. And that's how, that's how really the first time I wow. saw that. And then when they actually came to do Duck Dynasty, Sal wasn't even on the list. Wow. It just had the couples. And then I, I called him back. I said, hey, uh, y'all need to check out Uncle Cy. And they go, well, we, here's what they said, Cy. We may use him from time to time yeah, on the show. Yeah, yeah. And then they met you. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, then they, they didn't said, have enough room. Not, and then they started paying you, I guess, what you were more worth. What you were worth. accustomed to. That's what I was worth. Okay, obviously the green stuff you know, helped oh, yeah. you. But how did you go from being so nervous that you wouldn't do anything on camera. And obviously, even in your childhood, feeling like you're the one that nobody understands to literally singing three songs on a platinum-selling album. You are the main character of Duck Dynasty. You speak everywhere. Like, where did the confidence all of a sudden come from? 
I've, al I've always had it. You just you gotta, no, no, you got to understand, okay? The Robertson family, are, most of them, Phil's not really, Phil likes the limelight, okay? The rest of us are pretty good storytellers. But I'm the best of them, the storytellers. <laughs> <laughs> because hey, because your stories are not always Because true. you make them up? <laughs> no, it ain't, it ain't that. Hey, I done told you, I wrote a book. It's 95% true, 5% just to give it a little punch. You know? <laughs> At least you admit it. But hey, you asked a good question because here I got one for you and him. Okay. 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 Did you ever dream that you would be what you are? Okay, Never. because of the show. Wow. Never. I mean, no. Dancing with the Stars. Dancing no. with the Stars. Because yeah. I wasn't even on the list at the beginning either. It was uh -uh. John Luke and Cole were the two kids. Yeah. And then somehow I made it on, I think, because of the prom dress video, that the yeah. prom dress episode that y'all were both in. And then that really hit. And people I don't really remember liked that. it. You don't remember the prom you dress? You remember prom dress That's when you were me? dancing with the mannequin up at the oh, dress Oh, okay. Now, yeah. Yeah. Now, oh, that was now a funny. that you sparked my memory. Okay. That was, that was really one. my first kind of episode. And then when we went driving, and that was my first time to ever drive, and I drove with you, and I was terrible. Oh, uh, remember that. <laughs> that was the first day back from shooting. Remember? Right. We just, that was the first episode, right. and it was like 105 degrees. Yes, it was Camera so guys are passing out. And I literally had no idea what I was doing, and I actually kept hitting the little duck decoys. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot, I, I really don't know how to drive. Somebody actually has to teach me. So that was really what did it. But then Dancing with the Stars happened because they asked you to be on, and you said no. And Mom was like, well, Sadie can do it. I wasn't. So they asked me to do it, and then they said you get paid. So I looked at how much you got paid, and I'm like, well, hey. But I never watched the show. Then I watched like five minutes of the show, and I was like, heck no, I'm not doing that at all. <laughs> so I passed, and then I think that was the way it was meant to be Yeah, for you I, to come on. and It's crazy. Would well, you ever you, do Dancing with the Stars? Number one, no. They asked me. <laughs> no, no, they asked me, and I said, no. Uh -uh. I said, hey, I done watched. That's for young people. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Even without all the problems I got, no, I could pull that off. Okay, so I want to ask you a question, and and we need your advice, me and Christian. So, you know, when the show started, to everyone's surprise, pretty much every girl in America had a crush on Uncle Cy, which I don't know how that happened, but it happened. But people don't know you've been married for so long. Like, how long have the you been married? April the seventh will be fifty years. Oh my gosh, fifty years! Fifty years, 50 awesome. years so to that main redhead I'm married to. She, she needs to write a book called Fifty Years. Yeah. With oh yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> that won't say, put you in the loony bin. No, nothing. No, no, because everybody asked her, "Yo, well, why aren't you on the show?" And asked me, they said, "Why ain't your wife on the show?" I said, "Because number one, she's a lot smarter than all of us." Okay, she don't want no part of it. But the real reason is she said, hey, I have to live with him. Hey, okay, that's true. So I don't need to be on the show. <laughs> she needed a break. Uh, so what, what's your marriage advice for me and Christian 50 years down the road? Never go to bed after an argument. Hmm. I love that. That's, that's good. That's awesome. No, no, I'm serious. Don't go to bed if you're arguing. You know, you just have to come together and say, hey, look, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this. Yeah. You got to watch that, though. One time I stayed up for two and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, think no, about that. no, no. Well, in that case, I, I put that to here. Corey is hard-headed as you are. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Nobody that's wants true. to kill here. That's true. Yeah. No, most of it is uh, that and then 
you got to communicate. Yeah. Okay. It's good. You can't just quit and say, okay, oh, you, you made me mad. Well, sure, you're going to make me mad. You're two individuals for crying out loud. Yep. Yeah. That's so, good. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah, that's great. And the laughter part comes into play in the marriage. That's good. Okay. Don't take yourself it's too It's always easier to laugh at stuff you do, especially once you get like me and Christine. Old age is hilarious. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. We do stuff now and then just bust out laughing. And <laughs> nothing's said. We just, we do something and we both bust, bust out laughing. That's hilarious. You know, cause, you know, it's just because we know each other so well. That's awesome. It's, it's ridiculous. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Right, that's really good advice. Christian, what did you think of Uncle Si when you first met him? Well, I remember the first time I met you was when I was interning for Duck Commander that summer that we got engaged, and we were traveling so much that I, I wasn't actually here that much. Um, but I was building duck calls with Jay, and you walked in, and I thought that you were the funniest person I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like 15 minutes maybe. You were in and out real quick, but I thought you were hilarious. Dad, what do you remember about Uncle Sai growing up? Because you have all kinds of crazy stories. Uh, Sai, I remember he gave us all his uh, army stuff, uh, the clothes. Oh, that's cool. Which had Robertson, which was really cool. We were super poor, so <laughs> like, we were like we had our name on our camo <laughs> shirt that was too big for us when we were in fifth grade. Uh, the sleeping blankets uh, with the real uh, feathers in them, and you gave us those. Uh, I remember we commandeered your truck the nissan oh yeah no you didn't commandeer i gave it i gave it to phil well, I, said, hey. I know and then jason and i commandeered it well and hey. that was our rig we drove around we drove it till it just finally wore <laughs> slap out that was actually a good truck it really was oh yeah it was a five yeah. speed yeah. Corey would ride in the back uh that had the little seats that folded down yeah. and so we yeah. would go around town and yeah we i remember your truck but yeah, I mean, Sal was always funny and, you know, awesome. just like he is now. And uh, But not like I've watched him over time. Then he really, you know, just started really coming out of that shell, too. I think it was probably tough with you with your with your older siblings. No, I mean, no. It's kind of yeah, difficult to sure. really come out, especially someone like Phil, because he's so dominating. No, no, all of them are dominating. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. It was Yo, a dominating Judy, family. It was, you know, because, you know, it just – and and here's what's funny. I didn't even realize that I had the identity crisis to feel son, oldest son, Al, said, hey, I want you to do a sermon, you know, for church. Mm-hmm. So I got looking in, doing all this stuff, and I, uh, it took me like a month. You know, he told me it, it's up a month away. It took me the whole month because I, I was chasing rabbits. Every time I'd read something, I'd go, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. I'd get going down there, and then it would just go blank, and I'd go, God, no, I can't do it. Yeah. And that's when I come to the conclusion that you never did exist from, you know, like from a child to high school, you know, because everybody was always, well, hey, you know, Harold wouldn't do it that way, Judy, Tommy, Phil, mm-hmm. none of them would do it that way. You know, and mm-hmm. I was sitting over here going, jumping up and down, talking about, hey, I ain't them. Yep. You know? Yeah. It's like they couldn't see me. You're actually, like, such a good example of our whole message, Live Original, which is, like, my whole ministry, everything we talk about. 
And it's becoming confident in the original person that you were created to be because so many of us compare ourselves to everyone around us and we don't feel like we're good enough and we don't feel like we're worth, you oh, know, no, anything. No. Well, and, I, I, all that, yeah. Yeah, and like you, what you experience is the same that so many people experience. But it's so cool that you share that because so many people look at you and they're like, that's Uncle Side. That's, you know, my hero. That's my favorite TV personality. That's, you know, the person. But you went through all the struggles everybody else did. Yeah, but that's the thing, okay? And and again, back to your marriage, like your deal. Don't put, don't you put him on a pedestal? Because he's going to fail you. Mm-hmm. And don't you put her on a pedestal because she's going to fail you. Yeah. She's human beings. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what people do. You know, <clears throat> that's why, that's the wildest part of this. And I've got the greatest answer in the world of why I am who I am mm-hmm. is because of the Almighty. That's good. Preach. Okay. No, I've, I got chill bumps all on because it's just, <sighs> you know. That's why when I'm I'm out talking to people about Jesus, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> and after I get through talking about them, I hear this way too often. I can't see this God you're talking about, Uncle Si. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I actually feel sorry for you because everywhere I go, mm-hmm. I see him. I see him in a in a rose bush. You know, the the uh, a honeybee. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the honeybee and the insects, guess what, folks? There would be no fruit. Yeah. Okay, vegetables, all that stuff. <clears throat> That's God, little creatures that he created yeah. doing all this. You know? So you need to open your eyes and take it all in and use your brain that God gave you. Mm-hmm. Good grief. The animal kingdom, the fish kingdom, the bird kingdom, you know, they got, I don't even remember what it was, I saw it on Nature Show on TV. They got these huge parrots, and I think it's South America somewhere. They're gorgeous, bright red, yellow, blue and everything, you know, just, you know, he's a creator of beauty. Yep. You know, and I, I've gone to preaching. Besides, <laughs> I, I went it. to preach, yeah. I wonder if they're, I wonder if. They get tickled at you in heaven, like looking down at what he created. Some of your <laughs> oh no, stories. no! Look, God's got a great sense of humor. Well, obviously. Oh yeah. He he made yeah. you so. Yeah. He made that brain. <laughs> look, and here's the good thing about it. I'm unique, and so are you. And so is she. So is he. That's yeah. it. Period. Yeah. Hey, Sai, so tell me this though. So, Paul, who is your dad, my grandpa. I heard Paul say like a hundred words in his entire life to me, so he didn't say much. Now, was that is that the way he was, or was he always kind of quiet? Or I'm wondering, like I'm seeing a lot of dynamic personalities come out of the family. Yeah, but if you hung out with Paul, he just didn't say much. That's it's, you had to get to know him, or he had to get to know you. Yeah. So when you were young, was he pretty quiet or was he? No, no. He was always that way. That was like, you know, I seen him. <clears throat> Daddy never laughed out loud. Wow. You know, Tommy was the same way. You know, Daddy would, I seen him twice actually fall off a couch, hit the floor, and he looked like he's having an epilepsy fit. He's got crocodile tears coming out of his eyes. He's shaking all over and ain't a sound coming out of him. 
He did it with Red Skeleton, and he did it with uh, Groucho Marx. <laughs> okay, look, and look, they said stuff, okay, and I'm not going to repeat. The, the screen of the TV went blank. And then we read in the paper, like, you know, a week later, Red Skeleton gets sued $300,000, you know, uh, Groucho Marx gets sued $300,000 oh, for inappropriate, inappropriate. language. Yeah, Paul thought it was funny. Yeah, oh, no. You know, Mama will come running in because all you heard was thud going. She coming in, James, you all right? He done a, you know. <laughs> so you had to get to know him. But he was he was quiet, okay? You know, from growing up, like, you know, uh, this childhouse childhood stories, you know. Phil was always center of tension for the family. Yeah. Okay. Even from, back then. No, no. From from my viewpoint. Right. Okay. So finally, I, you know, me and Dad's in a duck blind by ourselves, and uh, I just bring it up, you know. I said, well, Phil's your favorite, you know. Oh, wow. No, you know, we had that conversation. He said, no, you're misinformed. You know, and I went, what do you mean I'm misinformed? He said, you got your head on straight. He don't, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to give him more attention than I give you. Oh. You know, and he just wow. said, he said, you'll understand this once you get married and you have kids. You, you, it'll look like your favorite, you know, favoritism, but it's really not. You're giving the child that needs it the most the attention when he needs it. Wow. Hey, that's good I've never parenting heard that advice. Story. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just, you know, and that's part of growing up, you know. Now, Granny was not that. Well, Granny seemed to be very outspoken. No, no, that's funny part, okay, because we all have a different outlook on uh, my mother, you know. <laughs> Most of the kids think my mother went insane at times. Well, she di- clinically did. Well, no, no. That, that's, well, I mean, that's different opinion, okay, from she, everybody. She Look, went to the insane hospital. No, no, but hey. I, all that was was a vacation. <laughs> you got to understand. She here's was on medication. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. Here's my viewpoint on that. Oh, my goodness. She's married to James H. Robertson, my father. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, and the only way I can describe him and Phil, both, okay, is they're hard men, okay? Uh, you you don't want, they don't want to show any kind of emotion. That's a sign of weakness. Yeah. Okay. She was married to daddy, Okay. She had seven kids. Yeah. Okay. Just think about it. Look at me. <laughs> okay. She had to put up with me. Okay. And then she had to put up six more. Okay. That wouldn't make anybody want to take a break. <laughs> so, hey, she'd finally get fed up with it. And, hey, do something wild. And, hey, daddy, it put her to the hospital. But she had a chemical imbalance, right? Uh, I mean. That's what the doctors say. Okay. Well, aside, My viewpoint is okay. I mean, hey, if I've that's seen, what the doctors say. Hey, I'm just saying I seen it differently than all the other things, because she would say, "I did you." Were, were, hang on, you wasn't even. Were you around when she would have her episodes? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she stayed up all night one night crowing with the chickens hey, look. on top of the chicken house. <laughs> Like I, I witnessed that. I, well, I never, I never heard that one. You were there. Oh, one hundred percent. I yeah. saw her doing well, it. I, yeah. Well, that was like, hey, she had some Christmas lights strung out in the yard. No, they there. weren't Christmas lights. Life. They were, they were like lights, like that. Well, I thought some light of them were Christmas lights. Jason said they had Christmas lights. Jason, no, it was well, just outside. Light okay. Balls. Well, anyway, hey, the boys were walking around shooting twenty twos. 
She said, give me that 22, boy. And she just started, pay up, pay up, pay up. She shot every ball out, which was impressive. That okay. is impressive. So the, woman, so the woman could shoot. Okay. She could, hey, I got it from someone. Yeah. You know no, I, I would. Well, I mean, she was basically raising me at the time. So I got to see all the. She cleaned the banana. She cleaned the windows with banana. Just smeared bananas <laughs> over every window pane. Oh my gosh! And I'm a little kid, like, oh, what's up with that? That is interesting. And then she painted uh, everything red. square yeah. red. Yeah. yeah. And then when she got home yeah. from being at the hospital, she said, "Who painted all I, this red?" Yeah. Did Dad? Did Dad take her and put her in the hospital? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, we'll feel. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, okay. hey. So Vacation time. Hey, so I, I was sitting there with, so so Paul Paul is sitting there playing solitaire, right? He got a Winston yeah. hanging out of his mouth and one burning in there. She just right? she, she just walked by and grabbed every card on the table except for the ones in his hand, and threw all the cards in the fireplace. What? And Paul just looks and looks. No, at, and Daddy, Paul, Paul goes, "Oh, bull." <laughs> <laughs> And he just went back to smoking a cigarette. No, no. You got to understand, because okay, cause I'm moving forward to my mom lived to be 94, okay? She told me she yeah. was 96. Uh, 94. I thought she was 97. Yeah. No, she told 94. me 96. 94. Anyway. But anyway. <laughs> you know, check that. She would go on vacation to the nut house, okay? <laughs> okay, to get away from James H. Robinson and several kids, okay? Go fake... Take a vacation. Now you got to understand that was back in the days that doctors come in, okay, and put wires, and then got over and turned the machine on and just turned it up, having a kick, watching her jerk with electricity. Do you know for sure that happened? Yeah, yeah, you that you happened. Know for sure. I'm just making sure. No, no, yeah, okay. So you got to understand, she was 94, and she was just as sharp the day she was born. That's okay? true. Okay, she was on Prices Right when she was eighty-four. Okay, she won the whole thing and won a two two things. She won both two showcases. Yeah, she yeah. won both showcases. Okay, and she wasn't close to what the items were. Bob Barker would say, "Matt, how much is that right there? You know, how much is that bottle of shampoo? Three ninety-nine there, Bob. Boom, three ninety-nine. Yeah. Oh, she was. I watched it with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, wow. Harold Mary, Harold and Mary took her up there. Yeah. She had a blast doing it, but I mean, I, I just, that's why I've got my viewpoint of Mama and her her craziness, okay? All the rest of the kids got their viewpoint, okay? And then if you go and bring in the police and say, okay, we got 10 witnesses to this shooting, and they get the story, and they get 10 different stories, okay? So, hey, that's why eyewitness reports are no good. Wow. And consider yeah. the source yeah. on you calling anybody crazy. Well, so, <laughs> hey, look, like I, I like though that you you know you see everybody for who they are and let them be who they are. Because today we're very quick to diagnose everybody for everything, mm-hmm. and it's kind of nice to say, you know what? She went through some stuff. She had some moments. Certainly, she you know rubbed bananas in windows and threw cards in the fire pit. But she was a good woman, and she raised you well. Well, no, no, because here's the thing about it, okay? In this world, okay, anytime you see anything happen or you have an argument or something, you might want to go into the bathroom or somewhere where a mirror is and turn around and say, okay, what is your part in this? Mm-hmm. 
did you have any part in this doing making it what was happening happening yeah yeah because hey whatever he did can you change can you change him no where he wouldn't do it nope nope the only person you can make the difference in is hey what can i do for you today that's good oh here's what i'm gonna do for me today I'm going to try to do everything I do. I'm going to be good, and, and it's going to be right. It's going to be the right thing to do at the right time. That's good. I'm going to be good, and it's going to be right. No, Come that's on. That's good advice. Well, I do want to tell one more, one of my favorite size stories. What I'd be it? remiss if I didn't tell this story. So, Duck Dynasty hits. It's a big hit, and um, I was driving out to Fields, and you passed by size uh, house-ish. Uh, so I'm, house-ish. So... I, so I had like a hundred people a day coming to his house, right? <laughs> I mean, every day. And so I would open the door, just chitty chat, like you know. Fans? Oh, fans, yeah, just uh, every day. So what? I drive past and I thought, golly, man, that's got to get old. And I thought, I'm going to do something nice for Sai. I was going to wake up and do something good for you, no, Sai. No. So I said, Sai, I'm going to put you up a fence. Just, I was thinking along the highway, just like a wooden fence, you know, just so you couldn't see directly. And so, uh, so I said, yeah, I appreciate that. And so I told my uh, accountant, I said, hey, so I was going to get a fence up and pay for it. So, um, so she comes back about a month later and says, uh, hey, I just want to make sure you're, am I good to pay this bill? And I thought, why is she calling me to pay a, like, yeah. okay, in my mind, thousand bucks, 1200 bucks, you know, wooden. She goes, well, it's uh, $32,000, and what? I just wanted to make sure. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's already installed. So I go out there. Sai has put a fence like you have never seen. He had to tell the fence person, you do whatever you want to do. Willie's paying for it, nope, right? No, no, no. what he's worth. I mean, me, there's a fence no, no. inside that there's like a No, no, let me correct driveway. that. Let me correct that. My wife was in charge of that project, oh okay? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They, okay, it's a it's a <laughs> mobile home. Don't, hey, it ain't a mobile home. It's a prefab. That <laughs> home will I'm be so rolling sorry. over. I'm so sorry. It's a prefab home, which is yeah. a nice, lovely home, but yeah. the... The fence almost rivals the cost of the <laughs> there's fences on the inside, outside, back. And that I thought, well, doing. I said, okay, well, you got me. So I hung one on me on that one. It was my fault. I should have been more clear as to what I was thinking. I thought, oh, well. So I go to side. I'm thinking, well, at least, at least, so I got the nicest fence in West Monroe now. And so I goes, man, I appreciate that fence. Scott's going to love it. <laughs> He was moving. It wasn't what? even where he stayed. He no. put another place on the other side of the street, and to this day, there's still not a fence around your place. And, and my cousin no, no. has the nicest fence, and it no, wasn't no. for you. That was the funniest part of the story. No, no, well, that's where I was living at the time, but no, here's the thing. <laughs> and look, mine's got three-quarters of fence around it, and I, I was checking into it, and I got the, the, the roundabout driveway and i was gonna have to put up two gates on the roundabout and when i I looked at the price of them i said "Uh uh-uh i'll put up with the fans coming this evening so So when i paid you were like oh no i put a fence up everywhere (laughs) 
Now that is right. Oh, no, that was, was The secretary, when she told me about him hitting the roof, that was so funny. He said, I expected like $2,000. That's what I thought. A fence, you know. I didn't even know fences went that high. It's vinyl. I still, it floors me today. And I still, every time I drive by it, I think about it. Because now nobody's even living. It's just a... Oh, you, no, just, it ain't. Tina lives there. Oh, well. The lady taking care of my wife. Okay. Well, <laughs> Tina has a nice fence. She's got a nice fence. Tina is protected. <laughs> That's right. She's got the fence. That is hilarious. Well, I have loved this. Uncle Si, it's fun to hear more stories about you and from you. Uh, plus, you gave so much good advice. I love how you'll be laughing and being a little crazy one second, and the next second you'll drop a bomb. Hey. Crazy is fun. Crazy is fun. It is. It's fun. Let the world know <laughs> it. Well, thank you for being on the Well That's Good podcast and spending some time with us today, Uncle Si. My pleasure. Oh, hello. Hi. Hey. Hey, yeah, this is Sadie and Christian. Hi, how are you guys? So good. How are you? I know, I'm Happy so excited, Wednesday. and we're even talking on Well That's Good Wednesday. It's perfect. Yes. It's perfect. Well, remind me of your name. My name is Lucero. I knew Lucero. it. Lucero, that's such a beautiful name. I know we, we didn't want to pronounce it wrong, so I wanted to ask I was right. I was right on the enunciation. So beautiful. Well, what was the question that you sent in? Yeah, so the question that I sent in, I think it was a week ago, is what are some practical things that you can do to be reminded of God's faithfulness? Mm, what a great question. It's a great question. It makes me think of uh, Promises. Have you heard of Promises, the song by Maverick City? Oh, you got to go listen to it. No, it's one of the uh, best. It's basically just talking about God's faithfulness, and it talks about like from the rising sun to the setting same. Um, I will praise your name is kind of the course of it. It's like from the morning to the evening, I'm going to praise your name because of your faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever I think of God's faithfulness and just practical ways to remind yourself is literally to, you know, whenever the, um, I think it's in the book of Joshua. Yeah. Whenever they're crossing the Jordan river and we know the story, whenever they're crossing, they stop and they pick up 12 stones and these stones are their memorial. They're making a memorial. They're literally standing in the river, holding up the stones, saying like, this is going to be our memory of what God has done today, allowing us to pass through the Jordan river. And I think that can teach us a lot about how sometimes in life when God does something extraordinary and there's a faithfulness of God, it's so important to make a marker of those moments. Like if it's a stone, if it's writing in your journal, if it's taking a piece, like even if you go, maybe it's like you go to a passion conference and you keep your lanyard, like keeping things that just remind you of the time that God really showed up in a powerful way. I even think social media can be that in a sense, like when you post pictures and you share captions of what God's done, like you're just like setting, um, you know, kind of picking up a stone in the middle of the Jordan saying, this is what God has done in my life. And I think that those are the things that help you be reminded of them is whenever you really make a moment out of them. Um, but that's for me. Christian, what about you? Yeah. Well, I love, I love what you said about markers. I think, I think that's so true and so important for me. Um, the way that I, you know, oftentimes look at, look at God's faithfulness over my life is just remembering back to, um, you know, where I was before I knew Jesus, where I was when I first encountered Jesus and, and kind of that, 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 that moment in time when, when I had that conversion of how my life has changed since then, how much more scripture I know, how much more, 
you know, better of a person. I feel like how yeah. all the fruits of the spirit that, that I, that I feel like my life is, is, is starting to embody. Um, and that's when I think back to God's faithfulness from how much he's brought me from when I was lost, to when I was found, to when mm-hmm. I was, um, you know, living in sin to where I'm, I'm, I'm walking in freedom. And I just look back to those markers in my life where well, I saw God show up in this, I saw myself, um, stop struggling with this then and, and, and kind of looking, looking through those yeah. periods of life through, yep. throughout my walk. So basically you're reminded of God's faithfulness when you look in the mirror, you say, hello, yep. Yep. I'm like, Hey, what's up? Hello. No. And, and I'll just say one more thing on that is there, there are some things in life where God's faithfulness is like loud and it's huge and you see it and you're like, this is when he did that. This is when he did that. And then there are some other moments in life where, you're like, okay, God, like, am I hearing you? I'm not seeing you. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, nothing crazy's happening. I don't feel like my prayers are being answered. And I actually felt like that kind of when COVID happened, the pandemic happened and, you know, everything was closed and everything was getting canceled. And I remember, Christian, you'll remember this too, when we moved into back to Louisiana and everything had just changed. And I honestly just kind of felt like, a lot of the prayers that we had prayed that we thought were getting answered just all of a sudden weren't. Like a lot of the ways that God was speaking really loudly, all of a sudden he was quiet. And I remember every night when the sun would set, (laughs) don't you remember, I would get emotional, like in in a good way, because it was just a reminder that God is still moving. And every day when I woke up and the sun was out, I would get like this gratitude of like, okay, it's a new day. And it was like, even though everything's being canceled, even though everything's going crazy, like God, you're still waking up and setting this day. You're still, you know, the sun's still going up, sun's still coming down, and then it's coming up again. You still have the birds coming out and chirping. You still have the trees glorifying you. And if they're still doing it, I'm going to still do it, you know? And so there are some times in life when the faithfulness of God is huge. And there are some times in life where the faithfulness to God requires your perspective to change. Um, And I think when you allow your perspective to change and just see God for the beauty in front of you, you're going to be a much more at peace person. Um, And so I love this question. Thanks for bringing up such a good conversation. Yeah, that's that's, that's such a deep question. I love it. Yeah, no, thanks, guys. I think everything that you guys said are just practical things that anyone can kind of do each day. And just kind of remember, you know, where you have been before, where you are now, and how far God has brought you, and, you know, where you are today. So that's super cool. I love it. Thanks, guys, for so sure. much. Yes, well, oh, thanks for calling. So nice to meet you. I appreciate getting to talk to you over the phone, and thanks for sending in a question. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye. girl. That was so good. I love y'all's questions that you send in. It brings up great conversation topics. So don't forget, follow along the Well That's Good podcast Instagram page and DM us any question that you want to get answered. And if we love it and if we want to talk about it, we would love to give you a call. Thanks for following along, guys. And don't forget, if you're watching us on YouTube, to subscribe to our channel because we do post all the podcasts now. So subscribe to our channel. And if you want to hit the like button, that would be great too. Hit the like button. Hey, why not? And swipe up. Hey, share the love today. Love you guys.